I think another thing that people uh, don't appreciate about sales is that nobody thinks that they have an ugly baby. I happen to have two beautiful kids, but people in general will never say I have an ugly baby. And I learned to force myself to find the ugly baby in my pitch very very early on. So like even when I was doing face-to-face, -face, I would record them occasionally. And once wow. I got into a vertical where you could have it recorded, but most people won't take the time to critique themselves. They won't take the time to pull a recording or worse, they have a sales floor infrastructure in which they can't be recorded. No, everybody uses their cell phone. Well, you're going to be hard to scale when you have all your closers using a personal cell phone and you're not tracking back the length of their calls, the quality of their calls, et cetera, et cetera. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. If you're listening to this, just uh, do us a favor to Scott and I for the Online Hustlers podcast. Share this. I just, I'm going to ask you this. Just share this to people that you feel that potentially could get one tip here and there, any value added, even if it is just like the, uh, the, true, uh, the true influence and, or, or, or even motivation to, to go ahead and crush it and, and do certain those optimizations and calibrations. Uh, that they have to do, uh, just share this, share this, and and you'll be able to help here other people. And that's everything that I'm asking. But let's go back here with Scott, man. You uh, you said that you you are a very big KPI oriented person, and yes. you have you have been able to truly dive in into the analytics of what's happening in in uh, in the calls that you do. So, how many touches uh, have you seen that a person requires? to pick up the phone and um, how many touches requires to have a, a, a locked contract? Yeah. Uh, so I think that it really depends on who's having the touches. And sometimes people have a bad day, right? You could have little Sarah and whatever, she misses it. And then two days later. So we're really big on nurturing our clients' data. So a not available, like, I don't want to talk right now. They get a call back in two days. A not interested, they get a call back in 60 days. And then we have a monster callback calendar. We work the hell out of them. Uh, we call it data. It's not technically lead until we qualify. So we work the hell out of data for our affiliates until we convert it. So not 100% sure. I would really be speaking out of context on uh, how many touches because the objective is if they answer, you convert them then. Period. End of story. If they're answering, you should be able to at least convert them or terminate them. Uh, it's completely the wrong number. We'll move it off to the side. In regards to a Mendoza line or expectations that I have for my leads, you should a wholesaling operation, particularly virtual, and I can talk about some of the things that face-to-face -face struggle with, but virtual, you should be no more than one out of 20. Anytime that you're in the teens with my leads, you're a rock star. You're a rock star. You're just, you're, you're locking them up. Life is good. Everything's great. I'm the highest ROI channel that you have. But when I get people that are one out of 25, 
I know something's broken on that side, and then we'll dig into it with them. We'll ask them for a copy of their closers calls. We'll send them a copy of our closers calls. We'll ask them, do they have a script? Of course they don't have a script. Okay, well, let me give you a wireframe that we utilize, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the biggest thing, because you were talking about tips and tricks that they could share, I would discourage anybody from hiring a closer until they know how to close deals themselves. Until they've locked up deals themselves. Because I have a lot of guys that hire like, hey, I want to get into the space. I just met this guy. He's, he's going to do my closing. It's like, well, you can't even underwrite what he's doing. You can't calibrate on what he's doing. And same thing with uh, hiring me. I don't like working with newbies. They have to have somebody in there because I don't need to burn leads in a good market. I want to work with people who are more established that have already gone through the VA, experienced whatever pain that is, and now they want to have an actual enterprise call center doing the work for them. So, yeah, I just uh, I think you got to know it to a successful capacity yourself then start scaling it out a little bit by bringing on team. One of the biggest things that Scott and I are telling you is that you have to be able to really dominate the art of sales and really dominate the art of talking to people to be able to have a closing done, to to, to lock up a contract. That's how we call it, locking up a contract. But Ultimately, it's not only that, but you you have to be able to become an agile sales consultant uh, because a lot of people come in here in this game and they think that just having a lowball wholesale cash offer is going to be enough and then you move on. Uh, no, there's there there is a science behind and behind sales. And actually, there are different players out there that will 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 actually dedicate their time to teach you on that. Uh, Scott, who did you actually learn sales from? It was from being in the timesharing industry. You know, that's where I really got all my core fundamentals from being in the timeshare space. So I, I'd like to say that I learned that there, but you know, that that saying that something that permeated my life as a young adult, which is, you know, you're going to be the closest, or you're going to be the average of your five closest friends. I didn't like the five friends that I had. You know, in other words, I didn't aspire to be them. Uh, and I love them. They're still friends today. Right. But I, I just didn't inspire to be them. And so one of the things I was very, very aggressive with. And if you ever come to the house here in Columbia, you're going to see a big, huge library. Are you inviting in me? Office. Dude, anytime. Columbia, baby. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. But uh, yeah, 100 percent. I'd love to show you. Uh, but so I'm a really big person on uh, motivational books, sales books. So I've read everything Zig Ziglar's ever done. That was kind of my era. Obviously read Tom Hopkins, just Pretty much any sales book that I could, I would just highlight and maybe only get three nuggets in the book, but those three nuggets could be 15 deals this year or whatever it may be. And so I think another thing that people uh, don't appreciate about sales is that nobody thinks that they have an ugly baby. I haven't had two beautiful kids, but people in general will never say I have an ugly baby. And I learned to force myself to find the ugly baby in my pitch very very early on. So like even when I was doing face-to-face, I would record them occasionally. And once I got into a vertical where you could have it recorded, but most people won't take the time to critique themselves. They won't take the time to pull a recording. Or worse, they have a sales floor infrastructure in which they can't be recorded. No, everybody uses their cell phone. Well, you're going to be hard to scale when you have all your closers using their personal cell phone and you're not tracking back the length of their calls, the quality of their calls, et cetera, et cetera. And then one last little nugget for the CEOs out there, the people trying to scale, they have to always remember salespeople are like water. They follow the path of least resistance. And so naturally, water on the mountain will just avoid the rock, go around it, go to the ravine, wherever it's easier. And that's how closers naturally are. They want to spin the win. Well, this lead looks tough, so I'll just go to the next one. And then they constantly are caught in this go to the next trap. And so if you don't have some type of quality controls built in where you're systematically 
uh, we, I, but the best way to put it is I inspect their work, but I still trust them to do a good job, but I still inspect, inspect, but verify. And so I think that if you have those platforms, you have to have people on platforms where you can do quality control. This is big. Some, some big, big, big diamond type of nuggets that you actually uh, shared here, man. So one thing is uh, people, people don't usually think that recording their sales calls and recording their calls, even if it is just somewhat as practicing talking to someone is going to be so huge for your, for quality assurance and be able to qualify yourself, whether you're doing something bad and finding that ugly child, what you said, right? Yes. And because it's huge. Once you start listening to yourself, you start listening to your tonality, you start listening to what the hell did I say here? Or I could have said this, or look, the seller said this, I didn't even acknowledge it. What is going on with me? And then I'm taking all these tips that I'm reading for books from books or trainings or things like that, and then applying it to the next one. Because look, us here as seven figure, seven human, seven figure human beings, if one client or, or one prospect, uh, one lead just di didn't make it happen and it, we didn't close, that's fine. You know what? We're starting out. It's fine. We can either follow up with them in the net, you know, in, in a few, in a few days, few weeks, few months, but up to the next one, right? We, we need to be able yes. to have this mentality that uh, now we, we failed on, on, on not getting a deal from this one that could have potentially been done. Let's, let's find out why, but at the same time, let's, let's, on, let's move on to the next one, right? Because we see this as opportunities And, and it's the whole mindset of this. Just by switching that recording call on, it's going to be huge because you're going to also take the best ones and the worst ones and give it to your salespeople, Amen. all right? And you're going to be able to show them what, what made you great in that call, even, even if they have a different style, and what made you bad in that call, all right? Yeah. Now, another thing that you, you mentioned is uh, the, your salespeople. Uh, just uh, just having those micro optimizations with them where you're actually inspecting what they do, but at the same time, making sure that you um, they, they, they actually have the freedom to, and, and of choice because they usually are usually commission only most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you, but you want to be, be able to do those micro optimizations. So one of the things that we do, well, I do here, I'm not sure how you do it, Scott, but, Um, I have uh, I have daily meetings, uh, usually at the beginning, uh, the first few months, daily meetings where we actually go through different things on Mondays, Tuesdays, every single day. And Mondays usually is a recap of the weekend. Usually salespeople, they party up, they're crazy, yes. they're, they want to like, yeah. you know, just go off on the Monday and you start very, 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 very Uh, you know, just just chill. But you you wanna you you wanna recap the wins. You know, you wanna recap what was what was winning, even if it is not locked up contracts. But what was done good, and then yes. you also wanna go over maybe some uh, some opportunities that they see, and and you can take the opportunity to also choose a call that that they have actually done. Choose a call. You choose a call, and then you let them choose which part of the call they would want to review. This is something that I do, and uh, every single every single day also has a different type of training, call it like that, or yep. uh, you know, calibration period. 
but that is something huge and you have to be able to do that for your team to scale really because those are the micro calibrations that you have to do yeah I, I, it's funny i find that uh, a lot of people and naturally will say all right i'm going to audit a call what calls am i going to audit i'm going to audit the successes and then i'm going to audit the ones that we fought 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 and i lost because there's got to be something in there but there's more gold, I believe, lost in the calls that only lasted two to three minutes than there are in the ones where they got 40 minutes and then they lost because they were doing something right there. There's just an appreciation I have as a CEO, no matter how much my team loves me, with all due respect. And I know they love me, but they'll never love my leads as much as I love my leads. In other words, it means me. They didn't have to pay 75 bucks for that lead. If they had to pay 75 bucks for that lead, they wouldn't have stopped after three minutes. And so just being able to focus in on those, helping them get past some of those initial hurdles to get that conversation to go longer has been a really big uh, thing for us. And then one other small thing I think this industry is definitely have, has issues with, and I'm not ranting in a negative way, but most people are bed, bath, and price. Uh, how many beds? How many bath? Okay, here's our price. Well, price, like you mentioned earlier, it's like price is not how you're going to close them. You're just never going to close them off. And maybe once in a blue moon, you get somebody who's desperate or somebody else who just screwed up a pitch and they thought about your services, but price is only an issue in the absence of value. So that's another one of our key mantras here. Price 100%. is only an issue in the absence of value. I can pay somebody less if it's necessary, but I can pay somebody less and earn their business because I've built so much value and trust. In, in seven minutes, you're not building value and trust. You're only pitching price and it's a death wish to scale. That's right. Yeah. So when, when people actually do have a have a money driven conversation yes. as opposed to value driven conversation, Amen. then the frame the frame of that conversation just goes against you because now they're gonna feel in control of what is happening. Rather you actually uh, being in control because you're actually talking about the value, the benefits of working with you, uh, laying out why 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 the pain points they have can be absolutely fixed by working with you and and, and becomes more of a different type of uh conversation so that is huge man man lamassu lamassu media uh share with me real quick lamassu media the, the whole history uh the story behind the lion and that eagle that i see in the in the in the background right there lamassu lamassu leads uh share with me a little bit and with people here why why is there a lion sure. A world and then legal. Yeah. Uh, so this is my third major company that I was building, and I knew it was going to be major when I started because I just the opportunity for this industry to be disrupted. Uh, it's, it's quite evident, and there's still room for much more disruption for sure. But so my very first company, our logo was an eagle, and we said, "Yo, we're not we're eagles. We're not ducks. You know, we we soar high. We're not bottom feeders, little bread crumb eaters. We're not ducks. We're fucking eaters." Second company, which is a monster company, we're lions. We're, you know, we ain't hyenas. We ain't out there scavenging. We're out there. We kill our own. You know, we're the top of the predator chain. We're lions. And so for this last one, I said, okay, so I'm going to mix every talent that I have and deploy it into this one and retire. Just be done. I can't already, but I just, I want to knock this one out of the park. What I'll tell people about all my money I've made so far has been for my first name, my ego. Candidly, Scott. All the money and opportunity in this is for my last name. Because we're in a generational wealth type industry where it's like, oh, I locked up a mobile home park. Oh, self-storage facility. Oh, we got a portfolio of 10. Like that's legacy loot. And so for me, I knew that this one was going to go that path and I wanted to be an amalgamation of everything. And so I just started researching the very first time ended up being a Syrian culture that a 
uh, lion and eagle were ever mixed, and that was called the Lama Sioux. And so I said, boom, let's roll, baby. Let this one be the greatest and latest. <laughs> the wolf columbia <laughs> no. i Something mean like the, li the lion the lion the lion eagle in columbia man that's awesome yeah. okay yeah, yeah, how yeah, can people good. actually find you how can people actually reach out to you if they were to be considering even talk to you uh where you can get jump in a call be like hey How can we make something work? Or if not, then at least they're gonna get a lot of value from you. But uh, what what I'm looking for is for people to find a place to contact you and see how they can work with you. So Lamasuit Leads, the, the short answer is go to lamasuitleads.com. You can fill out a form, it takes you immediately to my personal calendar and it allows us to shoot the breeze. Uh, yeah. People get turned down, people get accepted. I'm currently sold out until November 15th, I think right now. Um, maybe November 1st, uh, and I don't know when this will air, but anyway, so I'm typically sold out 30 to 45 days in advance, uh, but you got to sign up because then if not, then it gets pushed out. So, um, but I want people to follow me on Lamasu leads so they can get an appreciation for what we're doing behind the scenes. You can learn a lot from our culture and our call center and identify with it. If you follow us on Lamasu first, because I'm constantly on there showing behind the scenes and we have a great production team here as well too. So I think that's it, man. I just want them to get familiar with the idea that there is an enterprise level call center out there. What does it mean to be an enterprise level call center? Can I now have all my data needs taken care of? Can I my skip needs? Can I my platform management? You'll never train somebody. Everything's done for you so you can focus on closing deals. Yes. Guys, even if it is even if it just serves as inspiration following Scott, go follow them. And uh, if you were, you know, if you were to actually share this stuff that he does with others that would potentially well, work with them, that will be huge because you're learning from one of the best culturally oriented and, uh, you know, uh, value driven companies out there that actually work and crush and real estate investors, real estate investors and wholesaling uh, uh, businesses. So um, go follow uh, Scott and LamasuLeads.com. Uh, and Lam at Lamasu leads in uh, Instagram, and he also yeah. has a Facebook. Okay, and remember, this guy has built a huge empire to serve you. Uh, in based out of Colombia, one of the one of the coolest uh, one of the coolest cultures that you're gonna find. And I'm gonna say that very biased because I am Colombian, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's right. It happens to be correct. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see ever moving back to the States, man. I've fallen in love with the people, the culture, the opportunity here. And uh, it's it's been a blessing amongst blessings to be able to be, I think, one of the largest virt truly virtual outside of the country wholesalers, at least outside of North America. Um, and that's what everybody really should also take away. It's like, hey, this thing's as scalable as I want. And I can really accomplish last name wealth in this industry if that's my desire. Yes, And name a company that has a wait list. And actually, the wait list is over. There's very few <laughs> companies out there. So it, it, it is a good it is it is a good quality service product. Yeah. Okay, You're going to get the best out of it. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for actually here uh, being part of this episode of RI Marketing Conversion. This time it was with Scott Morris, one of the one of the biggest persons that I wanted to share stuff from with you uh because i knew you were gonna get a lot and even with that soccer ball man even that soccer ball is huge i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm whenever i have a, an actual uh office i'm gonna apply that that soccer ball is huge if you want to use a basketball that's fine if you want to use you know 
that the American culture, but you know, South American culture is about soccer. So make that happen. That that's a really cool idea. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this, and uh, I'll see you next time.